Okay, everybody, welcome back to chapter 19 of the Misrat Yesharim, our moral GPS of our goal of our life. We want to say two reasons that should, why you should love God. You said one is a more basic, then he says there's a second reason for the more intellectual and advanced people why we should love God. Because you know, by the way, that um, by all accounts, the, the most uh, real manifestation of our connection to God is through love. There's a very interesting Ramban in Shira Shirim and Alataira that says basically the whole goal of the Torah which means it's it's we have to understand it on these lines. Imagine you and your father, or you and your mentor, somebody that you adore. The relationship can't be based on "Don't do this, don't do that." Of course, if we if we don't listen to the negative commandments of the Torah, we're going to self destruct. But how do you build a real understanding and love and? attachment to Hashem is through doing for Him, right? Doing positive actions of light, right? You don't want to... So, Ahava is that positive. What animates us? What motivates us? What makes us click to want to do for Hashem? Mm -hmm. It's the... The positive commandments are, are emanating their source and foundation and energy is coming from love. You understand? So you kind of, if you understand that parable, it makes sense. The main part of the Torah is to have a relationship with Hashem. A, a relationship can't be all everything negative. Don't do this, don't do that. So what am I, you know? That's why in the Torah we find the Ramban says, A positive commandment many times overrides a negative commandment. Because in the, the day, love conquers everything. It sounds romantic, but love is the main reason for the whole giving of the Torah, to love God. We need fear and we need the negative commandments in order that we shouldn't self-destruct and we shouldn't, um, we should behave. And, you know, because if there's no honor and respect, then everything becomes upside down. But that's just like the foundation. It's kind of like, imagine, you have a beautiful building, you need a strong foundation, but then, the grandeur of the building is the beautiful skyscraper and palace on top. Mm-hmm. So without the fear of Hashem, you don't have the foundation. But the beauty and the whole building that you use is the is the love. So now, he says, People that really are very intellectual and deep, they don't even need that reason. See, once you re- reach the most highish echelons of fear of Hashem and closeness to Hashem, then it's, it's you totally become selfless. We're living in the most narcissistic society since the creation of mankind. But the true chassid, the true person that, that serves Hashem, Right? Like it says in the Gemara, right? The famous Gemara in Chulin. 
there's three different levels of selflessness. First, Abram said, Anochi Afar Be'efer. So, you know, David came and said, I'm like a worm, Anochi Tolat Velo Ish. I'm as insignificant as a worm. Then Abram came and said, I'm, I'm, I'm as insignificant and humble and low as dust and, um, uh, afer, ashes. Then the highest level was the level of Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron that say, Va'anachnuma, we're nothing. So once you get to this level of Enoid Milavadai, by the way, the whole war we have in Gaza and the, the whole goal of the entire Torah is to bring us to that strongest level of Amuna to know that ain't, very simple, ain't Eid Milvadi. You know? The only energy in the world is Hashem. Like, I heard a beautiful, um, the whole world is like on life support, so to speak. If Hashem pulls it out, so the only thing that really exists is Hashem. And if you know that nothing, nothing else can harm you and nothing else is real besides Hashem and only He has the power in every micron and every um, occurrence in our life, then that's what the, that's, that's going hand, it's like a glove in the hand of, of loving God because I'm insignificant. It's all about what? The only thing that really exists is Hashem and His will. Because He, the true Chassid loves Hashem so much, the only goal He has is to give pleasure to God, right? Make God proud of Him. So, just like Abraham Avinu, the more difficult the tests come, the bumps in the road come, when the tough get, when, you know, the tough, how, how does the stuff, the saying go? When the going gets tough, the tough get going. So this love will, will keep him, um, totally devoted to Hashem. And they themselves get amazed, by the way. You should know. The Hasidim, the, these true pious and loving, lovers of God, they're like, wow, how did I pass that test? How did I not get depressed? How did I, you know, no, whether, whether through thick or thin, I still am in an absolute love of who? Hashem. It's like the war, right? We're dealing with the hundreds of thousands of uh, Israeli soldiers, Jewish soldiers on war. Right? Where are you going to send your most talented soldiers, toughest soldiers? In the, the special forces. Where are you going to tell them? In the most, right? You give the most difficult tests and missions to the most war-hardened and talented and greatest shoulders. So one should never get depressed if he sees super difficult um, tests in his life. God is testing him. Because you, you should know. That's a barometer of how great you are. God gives great people very difficult tests. God gives weak neshamos, not such big tests. You understand? Because we know that this is something fundamental. I was actually teaching to in my, in Ali Short to my other student. One of the most fundamental thing is God never gives you a test you can't pass. So if God is giving you a very hard test, that by definition shows that you're a great person, and you have the capability to stand up to the plate, and what? 
overcome it. Because God wants to elevate you, right? When you're in your comfort zone, you don't become great. And that's what it shows. It says, see, you, you, you don't see your greatness if you, if, it's like lifting a weight, right? So if it's, if, if the late, if the weight is the size of a feather and you lift it, okay, what's the big deal? But if you lift a 500, you know, a 200 pound, 200, that shows that what? You're the creme de la creme. You, you know. And actually, even in the physical world, any lover will rise to the occasion to show the person that he loves that he's so devoted to them and he's willing to rise to the occasion, right? So we have to understand, going back to this Enod Milavado, which hopefully after Mesil Shisharim we could go to Derech Hashem and Das Tavunos, there's two very important fundamental things in life. Every second we're being tested, whether to waste our time, to use our time wisely. And every second we have to be aware of Einoid Milavadoi. It's not anything random. No mistakes happen, like Rabbi Gamliel Rabinovich said. Was it a mistake that Yitzhak blessed Yaakov? No. Don't eat yourself up and say, Oh, if I would have gone on this side, this would have... Nothing is random. There's no mistakes. That's why Yitzchak, when he quickly understood that the divine providence is that Yaakov should get the bracha, he quickly said, "Gam because ultimately Hashem's will, will 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 overcome and will be the ultimate outcome that God will let manifestate in the world. So, if you're a real lover, right? Like, let's say two people are dating, right? So the lover will bring chocolates and the, like if the lover really loves his kids, like, right, the most, uh, I would say natural love is the love of a father to his kids. So the father, even if he was like way across the world, if it's his daughter's getting graduated from high school or college, right? He's going to make sure he's there because that shows that what? How much he loves her. And how much, so same thing by us, by Hashem. Sometimes, you know, the Satan wants to use it as, oh, God is your enemy. That's why he's trying to reject you. No. That's what we learn in Pirkei Avot, that how much God said, you know what shows that I love Avram the, the most? Because I gave him 10 tests. I mean, it's a fascinating idea, showing that I want to show that I love Avram, and Avram is so great, that's why I gave him 10 of the most difficult possible tests a human being could go through. Like Akedat Yitzchak. So he says there's three levels of loving God. One is to be always constantly obsessed with God. Secondly is to be happy for God when you do a mitzvah. And the thing is you should be zealous of God's honor. Okay, now let's, let's explain devekut. Ha-devekut. We have to become so connected and close to God that nothing else really matters. That's why Shlomo Melech says in Mishlei 5, Pasuk 19. It's like this romantic garden of love that just like a person that's addicted to the, a certain perfume and a rose, right? He wants to constantly be in that atmosphere. So, 
A person literally goes crazy for the love of Hashem. And this is what our Chachamim say in Eruvin. They said on Rabbi Lazar ben, ben Pedat that he was learning Torah in the lower baz, uh, marketplace of Siporo. And his uh, robe was still in the higher one, which means, you know, one of the great Rosh Hashivas of Eretz Yisrael, actually, he's so infatuated with the Torah, which we said nowadays, when you become obsessed with your Kisais HaChoshin and Nesivas HaMishpat and, um, you know, your Mishnah your Gemara, your Rashi, Teisvis, Rishonim, right? Whatever you're learning, that's love of God, right? Because Torah and God and the Jew is the same. But what I'm trying to say is sometimes he became so engrossed in his learning, he would hit, hit a light pole, like bump into a light pole where my sweet Koshalevsky and say, excuse me, because he thought it was a person. He didn't even realize, you know, it's this, I said, I, we mentioned this last time. They, they, they said there's no love like the love of Taira, which is essentially the love of God, right? Because who's the, the Taira is the giver of, God is the giver of the Taira. And we just do uh, one more paragraph, and then we'll have to call it a day. He says, ultimately, one should be obsessed every second and every attached to God uh, at every moment and every second. But at least, the least you could do is when you're davening, which means... If you want to see, let's say you want, uh, for, for any example, you want to be friends with somebody that loves God, right? You know what, what, what the test is? It says this in the Rishonim. See how the guy davens. If his davening takes two seconds, I'm sorry to say, most probably the not. The tells the Rosh Hashiva was saying this when he was talking, um, a few weeks ago here in LA. How much you fear Hashem and love Hashem manifests itself in, in your davening. So if your davening is deliberate, it's really, you become aesthetic and you go into the higher, you know, Olamas HaKadoshim, and there's heart in it, you know, you're doing it from emotional and heart and attachment. And See, if you, if you really love God, then when you're serving Him, whether you're doing a mitzvah, where you're doing a, uh, a davening, which is the most common, or saying a bracha, you, you're, you're going to see that uh, full devotion into the mitzvah. It says that one of the greatest lovers of God in the whole Talmud was Rebchananiah ben Daisa. He was a true chassid, like five-star general chassid. So Rabbi ben Daisa, like, he was so infatuated and obsessed with Hashem that he, even a, um, like, a, some type of poisonous lizard or cobra snake came and, uh, bit him. Guess who died? The snake. Cause, you know, it says Rabbi Chaim brings from the Zohar, brings from the Gemar and Chulin that Einod Milavado, if you're so, if you really know with every fiber of your being, in the deepest echelons of your conscience, that nothing else but Hashem exists, nobody can harm you. So that's a that's a very interesting case. The Yerushalmi says that um, in chapter 5 of Brachos, the Yerushalmi says that the uh, poisonous lizard came and um, 
bit Rab Hananya bin Daisa, but he was so, you know, preoccupied with his tefillah that he didn't stop. And guess who died? Not Rab Hananya bin Daisa. The poor lizard died. Amrulo Talmid of Rebbe Velohi Garshta. He said they said Rebbe. How could you not know that a poisonous lizard, like a monitor lizard, right, was biting you? Amar lahem, Rabbi Hanania ben Nisa told them, Yavo yelai, mitoich shal libi mecham and tuilu He says, I deserve it. You're right. The, like the Rambam says. The Rambam says when a person davens, you should really take, just like a person takes off his clothes to go to the shower, when you daven, you're supposed to take off your body and just meditate and like go to another world. This is the Rambam, which is one of the most rationalists. He's not known to be a Kabbalist. But you know, Rabbi Hananiah ben Daisa basically was in such a different high level of, of, of learning, of, of attachment to Hashem. He was such in a deep meditative state, he didn't even realize that the, that the, um, the, um, the, uh, poisonous snake or lizard was biting him. And this is a very important rule for, for nowadays. The way, the, Kabbalistically, the way the Maharal and they explain we beat Yishmael, because Yishmael's power is through tefillah. And Yirat Shamayim, they do, they do fear Hashem. So we have to have more. We have, the way to overcome Yishmael is through, our tefillah should have a platinum, it should have a gold standard of Kavana, and it's just unbelievable that there is a, there is such a level that a person could get to that he could be totally oblivious to the fact that a, a poisonous snake is about to bite him. And guess what? The snake died and not Lamchanani. Hashem should help us to get to these very high madrigas. Amen.